The following is a production of SK Morton Creative. Places, please. Quiet down. And here we go. And roll camera. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to SK Morton's lousy San Francisco podcast. Well, I mean, you're here now, so you might as well listen, right? Tonight, SK welcomes... Sidney Pollack, Jackson Pollack, Kevin Pollack, and Rob Reiner. And now, you're invited to the party. Can you bring a meat dish for eight people? S.K. Morton. All right. I like how you're getting artsy. I'm enjoying that. It's, it actually feels very much like Pollack. Po- Pollock? Uh, oh, that Pollock? would be Jackson Pollack. Yeah, that guy. Yes. With the squiggles. Yeah. Okay, so you know what? That's what I'm going to do. First of all, we're going to greet the adoring throng. So greetings, adoring throng. Greetings. Welcome to SK Morton's Lousy San Francisco Podcast, another night in the bomb shelter. We'll leave the abomination part out. Is that a real word? Abomination? Oh, yeah, I guess Yeah, that's our marriage. (laughs) Well, not my end of it. I am awesome. (laughs) All right. Hey, Squish? Squish, are you okay? Are you okay? He looks sad. Is it on? What's Are the you matter, crying? Honey? He's crying. A no, 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 I was just rubbing my eyes. Aww. Wait a second. What's the matter? Did your surfer friend not like you back on Facebook? Oh, or something? What's no, he's yeah. he's a he's a millennial. He's on uh, Instagram. Um, I don't even know if he's still on Facebook. Um, I used to troll him on Facebook. Um, I used to find out troll. all kinds of things. <laughs> well, buck her up. Uh, okay, <laughs> buck up. L- this is what I'm going to do. Okay. I'm going to introduce everybody. We've already been talking to him. He is the senior member of the team. He's our sound engineer of utmost adequatulence. He's Squidge McSqueezy. Yay. We love him. Feel better, pal. Wow. Not sport. A- He's just staring at Are you sure you're okay? Are you have you a headache or sick? anything? He's still sick. sick. See, I know what's going you on can say because that. I care. Thanks for warning me. I appreciate it. Being this close to you without any warning of you being sick makes me You should get a mask. You should Someone's go to Chinatown to and get a mask. You know what? All right. Okay. Whatever. I, have, I feel like I have sars Bola. Okay. All right. So now. Are you going to introduce me? What? She's just. You know, I'm going to turn that microphone off. Pushy. I have. I let her come in for the beginning of the show and she immediately tries to take over. I even over. dressed up. Typical. Shut up. No, I'm not going to introduce you. you. I have those those same heels. Aren't they pretty? All right. What I'm going to introduce, now he has now become only the second in what is sure to be a long list of regular, full-time, permanent co-hosts, Mr. Peter Feliciano. Yay, me. I'm so happy that I'm here. I'm proud of myself. You know what? Actually, you have kind of a professional look too. He's got his hands together like the Von Trapps. He's, yes. And we're going to talk to you in a second here. Right, I love I love that song. I can do that song. We'll do it together. We'll okay. do a duet. All right. Do you want to touch hands we'll, while we do it? We'll call it like E.T. or Doodle something? Vice. <laughs> See that, Squidge? Okay. All right. <laughs> now, you know what I've noticed? Because I made the mistake of not printing up the scripts tonight. Mm. Squidge doesn't really know how long each bit is supposed oh, to be. Oh, that makes me happy. Eh, I have so a feeling he, he's he going to guess. He has less power. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be button power. happy <laughs> in between, in between Sniffles be. and Airborne. So now, so we have, and, there, and then of course we have our lovely Babette here tonight. So Yay. there we go. Yay. So it's actually kind of a, we were going to have in the bomb shelter, we were going to have a, a movie producer, a documentary 
film producer. Ooh. But he's going to call in. Oh, that's Ooh. new. We have the capability of call-ins We now. hope. Real-life call Yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> But it's, uh, it does so, feel very official in this bomb shelter tonight. I'm I feel a little like nervous. A buzz in the air. We've got times we've got to hit at this right time, right. you know. In fact, Squid it almost, just, it almost feels like a real show. I you know I don't know if I know maybe we shouldn't do that. I don't yeah, think. Let's, we, let's just go home. <laughs> I just, All right, hey, p- play Tony Bennett, Squidge. <laughs> do you have um, any bagel bites? No, right, bagel cool. bites tonight. No, but we have. We didn't uh, really take care of you tonight we because peanut, we didn't have a guest or an we audience. Have pretzels with I know. Peanut butter I had it. one stale cashew, and I said, "Oh, cool." <laughs> do, you, do you want pretzels with peanut butter? Desperately, but no. I know it's it's far away from the microphone, and I'm a professional, you so I'm not going to leave the microphone. You? Would you like God me to forbid, serve you? God forbid you guys not be able to hear my voice every single chance you can. Well, here's what I'm going to do. Okay. We had on the script to actually do a little bit of an update first, but because we have Bill going to be calling in here, we're going to be talking to him. We're going to move that stuff to the back of the show. Mm. And so before we get in touch with him, and Squidge will be in charge of that, first of all, you had something happen to you this week that was pretty cool in Huntington Park. Yes, I did. Why don't you tell us about it? Okay. Um, well, I was, I'm was i a lowly starving artist, and so I'm on Craigslist all the time posting my ads and, and replying to ads and stuff like that. And there was a guy who was looking for someone to sing just like a, like a fake you know busker who plays on the street, you know. And he and his girlfriend was going to walk by randomly, and I'm doing air quotes for the podcast audience who can't see it. I'm very good at my air quotes. And he wanted them to walk by me to say, hey, you guys are really cute, and you know, let me sing a song for you. And what? Let's see, what can I play for you, whatever. And so I set up in Huntington Square Park. They came by right Where about- Where is that? It's over on- um, California. See, right across the street from Grace Cathedral. Yeah, we've it's been there a lot. Mm-hmm. Over by yeah. the fountain. I was waiting for him to give the story, and then I was just going to go right into the history of Huntington Park. I'm sure it. you were. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what I know about San Francisco, Poindexter. All right, thanks. Um, you know, this is let the entertainment speak, okay? But uh, Squid? <laughs> All right. <laughs> He's asleep right now. Where's my bell? Um, so, so they wanted me to come and play for them, and it was all secretive. I set up in Huntington Square Park. And I'm singing, you know, 90s R&B, like Candy Rain, and, and they're walking by, and he's like, oh, you know, I see him across the street, he gives me a little nod, I give him a little Aww. nod. And uh, she's like, oh, let's go see what the performer's doing. And so they come over. and <laughs> It's um, funny, I saw the video, that's exactly what she sounds like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and they come and they sit down at a bench, and I finish Candy Rain, which is a song that I wrote myself. No. Um, <laughs> and I, the only black person in the room knows Candy that's Rain. You, know. you don't know Candy Rain, do you? Sure I do. SK? No. Yeah. She was a dancer down on Broadway. Bingo. Yeah. Raindrops. Um, okay. You thought you'd be uh, able to sing, huh? <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. Judge yeah. I, I thought, I thought all black people oh. had talent automatically. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> so, my shoes? Oh, that's true. I'm sorry. So I, I go there and I'm, I'm playing and he, they sit down. And I say, would you be okay if I sang a song for you? And she's like, yeah, sure. I said, what song? Hmm, hmm, hmm. Well, you know what? I know the perfect one. And it turns out it's their song. Uh, yeah, he yeah. had told me what their song was right. and told me to practice it, you know, whatever. Yeah. Ramon is the guy and, and Sally is the girl. And Congratulations, Ramon and Sally. Exactly. And Ramon knew that her, their friend was behind them filming. Uh-huh. She didn't know. So you could see on the video, I start playing their song, which is Don't Let Go by Spawn Breezy, who's a reggae artist. And she turns to him and she's like, that's crazy that he knows our song, you know? And then right towards the end of the song, he grabs her hand, he pulls her up, and she's like, what are you doing? And he gets on his knee, 
and proposes and puts the ring on and she's crying and she's laughing and and uh, she said yes and uh good and i know it's been a really awkward and she's like oh so it it fits perfectly and she's hitting him and she doesn't know you know and they got it on video it's it's people are really liking the video and um yeah it was really cool so really, really 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 Grateful to be a part of it. That's you know. so nice. Everybody who's seen it, all the girls are crying and stuff. And yeah. So, yeah. Well, so people can see that on your uh, um, Facebook page. Yeah, on my Facebook page. I've got it on mine as well. Yes. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna put it up uh, with um, on the on this post when we oh, okay, when we cool. post this thing. We'll put it. We'll put that video. It's really really cute. Yeah. It's like seven minutes long. You'll see. Yeah. And you'll see the the video guy is like all stealthy back in the corner yeah. and like <laughs> sneaking around. It was really sneaky. It was awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's cool. really Very really cute. grateful. <laughs> So does that mean that we can't talk about it anymore once he plays exactly. music? Exactly. No, exactly. but but oh, okay. it's it is quite crisp. It is. Yeah. Yes. Well, the one thing I was thinking is we're looking at six thirty-seven. We're supposed to be talking to Bill George at six thirty. It's six twenty-seven. Oh really? Yeah. Oh perfect. Then we let's give let's try something here. Hey Squidge, I'm gonna you're gonna be the guy to call Bill George while we're talking. And say, okay, we're going to have you. I figure we can do the Amazon commercial. Okay. Powers to pass. Hey, Pete. Yeah. Have you bought anything on Amazon lately? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. We got freebie in the butt on (laughs) six in the morning. (laughs) I just want to do an Amazon commercial, man. It's that morning zoo. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, Okay, we we can't put that off till later. We got someone professional on the phone. Oh, you know what? (laughs) Babette liked well, it. We can do another one later. Okay, fine. Okay. Yeah. So, fun tonight. <clears throat> yes, I did. I did buy something oh, recently on Amazon. An it was a magic mic <laughs> that I bought on did Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> and before you bought it on Amazon, what was your first step? Uh, well, I went to the SK Morton Lousy Podcast page because oh, I'm a I'm a I'm a throng member. Now, did I'm you go to the, the podcast president. page or did you go to the homepage of skmorton.com? Uh, you fill in the blank. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, I can't use all all of this amazing brain power to know all of the steps. You know, I didn't to know, know step where one. I, was I know. Right. When I was buying yeah. my magic mic, I just need needed momentum. it quick. You know what I, I mean? You, and yeah. I was already on there listening, and so I, I clicked on the Amazon button, and then all of a sudden it brought me to Amazon, and I bought my magic mic. Didn't have to uh, uh, pay any extra. For my magic mic, and yet got kicked back down to SK Morton's lousy uh, 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 conglomerate, <laughs> the, the 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 big piggy bank that is SK Morton. That's right. Which now, uh, because you are the official, I forget what we call you. Sh- 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 you're the chanteur, but also the uh, full time permanent regular co host. Oh, you get a little bit. You get a little wet your beak a little bit with that one. Yeah. So. <laughs> So okay. my magic mic paid for itself. So let me see if I can translate what you've just said. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> you want to go to you want to buy something. Uh-huh. You go to skmorton.com. Magic mic. Homepage. Uh-huh. Click on the Amazon button. Mm-hmm. Shop as you normally would. Of course. That's all you have to do. That's it. And magically, magically, the podcast, the podcast is rewarded. Is rewarded. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, good commercial. All right, Squidge, so we have documentary film producer, director. It's on mute. Oh, well, let's see here. Let's see if this works out. Is this Mr. Bill George? It is. Oh, be- oh wow. Doesn't that sound good? It's very crisp. Can you hear us okay? Uh, yeah, loud and clear. Okay, point. great. It's all working out then. Cool. Okay, yep. so you've got on the phone with us is myself, SK, and we have Pete Feliciano. Hello, sir. He's our co-host. Hello, Pete. For as long as he, we can keep him around. Probably not very long. Now, I, I'm not going to expect that you've listened to the podcast because 
Pete doesn't listen to the podcast. I really don't. So I'm assuming you haven't. I, I must confess I have not. I, I apologize. You have not. You don't have to apologize. All right, so that was well, fun. We'll talk to you another time there. <laughs> Man, that's tough. Hey, I just went to the Raiders game, okay? I'm trying to get over that. Yeah, nice. I know. I mean, I that was, was a tough lot. I was, you know what? I'm, I keep looking at it. I'm going, well, if he hadn't picked it off, if Branch hadn't picked off that, that one and ran it back in, that's a 14-point yeah. difference. Oh my god! The problem is, the last couple of weeks they've been waiting too long. They, they have to. They shouldn't have to come back. You know, they should be out yep. in front. So yeah, I'm a little depressed about that because you know, Pete's, Pete's <laughs> eyes are rolling right now. So come on, guys, I've let's just, not talk about sports. Right. I'm just yeah. you know I'm the entertainment guy. You yeah. Know? yeah. The entertainment guy. Right. right. Sports so, is an entertainment. Yeah. Well, now let me one more quick question about the Raider thing. Are you currently sober? Yes. Okay. Good. Yes, good, I good. Am. Okay, that's good. And completely still. Okay. Oh, I guess unfortunately, it was, yeah. it was sober. I got you. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, the it reason why sober. we have <laughs> the reason why we have you on is because um, we talk about San Francisco history and it gets into uh, California history, especially uh, when it comes to the 1848, 1849, the gold rush, and of course, a big chunk of uh, the, what we talk about is Chinatown because it's the heart of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And you have recently. Uh, put out. Well, we say was it this year it came out or was it last year the movie came out? Uh, it was this year, about the, about March. I guess we launched it. Yeah. All right, and, well, it, and it aired on PBS in um, in April. Nice. Yeah. Well, we got a chance to look at it. Um, uh, you could do better, I think. But other than that, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you can always do better. Yeah. Just like the Raiders. I say that every time. <laughs> I could have done better. <laughs> well, no, no, it was very interesting. Um, so well, why don't, thank you. instead of me talking, why don't you? We'll just first ask you. You know, you want to give the synopsis and tell us not only what it was about, but what motivated you to do it. Okay. Well, what motivated me to do it was um, I did uh, a film about the Central Pacific Railroad, the construction of that in the 1860s. Right. And in doing that, of course, there were many uh, Chinese that worked on uh, an estimated uh, as many as 10,000 Chinese worked on that uh, segment of the railroad. And so I just got interested in their story. And I found there were a lot of myths and uh, uh, inaccuracies, I think, you know, that, that had been written down over time. One of them was that, you know, the Chinese um, had been recruited in China in, say, the 1860s when this was being built uh, to come here and build the railroad. And um, while I'm doing my research from uh, on the Chinese, I discovered that they'd actually many about fifty thousand Chinese came to California between uh, 1849 and 1852 or so, and settled here for the same reason that people did from all over the world. Right. And that was the gold rush, and that they had lived here in California for at least a good ten years, twelve years really, before the construction of the Central Pacific Railroad started. So I just wanted to kind of trace that. Uh, their life here, what was it like? Right. Uh, and uh, when I do television, it's important you have to have pictures that you can show. And I don't want to use all old black and white photos. And there's amazing temples here in Marysville, which uh, back in the 1850s was the third largest city in the state of California and one of the most important cities. And then in Oroville as well. So I had and this, these wonderful temples that were built then that still exists today, a wonderful museum in Oroville with um, just chock full of antiques, remnants of the Chinese existence here in California. And so I thought, well, I've really got something to tell my story now based on these. So that kind of gave me the hook to the story, and uh, and that's what I did. Yeah. Now, there was a couple things I noticed when I was watching, like the, uh, was it the Bakai Temple? 
Is that Buckeye, what the, that's in Marysville, yeah. Right. Now, that's not where you had the uh, the picture of the ship, you know, that is kind of the theme throughout the movie. No, the, the ship is from, I'm so to tell the viewers, there's a, I started with, there's a golden ship, and it's really a, in a, uh, a symbol, if right. you will. And that's on the uh, wall up at, in Oroville. In the, that's at right. The, uh, that's right. In well, I have a question, because um, I know we have, we do, I do a tour. The whole, actually, the whole purpose of this podcast is to promote a, a tour I do, walking tours of San Francisco. And to be a wing for me to step on and, and, uh, <laughs> Kind of propel myself into stardom and leave you guys in the dust. Yeah, Pete's special, Bill, and we just have to put up with that. But um, <laughs> what I was going to ask is, when I do that, my Chinatown tour, we go to the uh, Tin Hao Temple, uh, the Buddhist temple. On um, uh, I should know this. I do it every day. That one street, Waverly, and they don't. Can you hear me? By the way, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, it. It. Because it, I said it's really good joke, and I and I didn't hear anything from you. <laughs> Okay. And so, yeah. It was hilarious. I got to admit. He was laughing so hard he couldn't register sound. No, actually, I was only checking because sometimes the the between the phone, I get I get muffled and everything. So. Yeah. Um, but no, they don't allow uh, photographs in the Tin Hao Temple, and I was huh. wondering is that that might just be because it's small and you know I've never asked them why. I just go okay, we won't take photographs. Did you have any problem uh, with the curators of these museums and the temples uh, letting you take the photographs and, and filming in there? No, not at all. They were uh, more than welcoming. I think they uh, really enjoyed having somebody interested in it and, uh, you know, telling the story of it. And uh, I know I'm not the only uh, photographer, either video and or still, that have been there. I've seen lots of pictures of it, so there was no uh, no problems at all in showing it. So I really don't know why huh. uh, the folks in Chinatown don't. Don't do that. And maybe everybody's got their own deal. I don't know. Yeah, it's probably just that there's so much, uh, you know, saturation of tourism and and people wanting to that they just kind of eventually said no, yeah. uh, rather than let everybody do well, it. Well, maybe. Anyway, I was just curious. That was the first thing that popped in my head was, "Hey, how do you get that picture? They don't let you go in the <laughs> But okay, well, that was cool. Now there was something. <laughs> well, the yellow, boot, the yellow boot is the one that's in Oroville. That's that's the rare one. That's the right. One you don't see right. Any places though. Now, um, was it Brian Tom? He was the curator at the uh, the one yeah. in, in, in um he had made a comment and and again, I don't want to put you on the spot if you're not totally you know, know, down with this stuff. Okay. But he made a comment about when his father first came or his grandfather first came and he was a gold miner and he made money on that. Now one of the <coughs> right. one, one of the things I'll tell people on the tour is that really the people who made money during the gold rush weren't so much the miners, but the guys who sold stuff to the miners, the bankers, the real estate people. Um is that did you have you found that a lot of these uh, the Chinese immigrants that came at that time they actually were able to make a you know make good money when as miners up there? Well, let's broaden that whole thing, and I, I think basically that you know that has been a a real oversimplification of the history of the whole thing that nobody made money in the gold rush. Ah. If you just go back and read the source newspapers from the time. For example, in Sacramento in the 1850s, there were two papers here, the Placer Times and the Transcript. And they would have daily reports about what was going on, in the, as they called it, the mines or the gold fields. Mm-hmm. And there are many, many accounts of people just walking out and finding lots of gold up to about 1852. About 1852 or so, it became tougher, but still not impossible. And, mm-hmm. and it depended on how hard you worked. Now, gold mining can be very difficult. But the people that I think that had a lot of perseverance and stick-to-itiveness, they did find money. Now, did they all become zillionaires? No. But many of them became wealthy enough to return with their grub stake, with the money they found, and go back east. So, yes, Brian Tom talks about his grandfather, the woman um, 
Kentucky, and Oroville does the same thing. Her her grandfather, her family, made a fortune in gold, too, in the Oroville area. So people did do it, and it's documented. Oh, okay. Well, so I guess uh, i got to find a new line of work. Right. Yeah, because I've been telling people the opposite, and <laughs> we know I want to be accurate. <laughs> Bill, I don't want you showing your face in the city again. No, actually, you did say you did say so there was two questions I had. Oh, Pete said words. What were they? Nothing. Don't okay, good. Why don't you go over? Why don't you have something to drink? You know, Squidge is sick. Okay, I'm I'm carrying the, the bulk of this. Yeah. <laughs> now there was something you said, um, and there was also something in the movie. I'll go to the movie thing first. Let's see. When you were going into Fiddletown, and you had the guys reading the um, newspaper articles. And they were talking, yeah. and I can't remember now exactly, but there was a term at the end of it called green hand. A green hand, you know, or like a greenhorn, right? Oh, a gre- oh, it's like a greenhorn, like yeah, a newbie. Yeah, yeah, they just call it a green hand, a greenhorn, a newbie. Oh, that makes Somebody sense now. You know, kind of, and the implication <laughs> there is, you know, you read that, <laughs> you know, the guy just walked out there and found all his gold. So the, the writer of that particular letter article was just kind of astounded that that yeah. could happen. Yeah. Did you think it was just he was good at gardening or something? <laughs> I honestly did think it had something to do with he also did landscaping. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but then uh, we were just talking. There's a restaurant that we talk about here in San Francisco all the time. We all go to it. It's open late at night. It's called Grub Steak. Mm -hmm. None of us have ever questioned that name. And it occurred to Uh me just now as you were talking, you used the expression Grub Steak. What is a Grub Steak? Well, uh, so Grub, of course, would be food, and Steak would be your claim to the food. So it's kind of a uh, term for... Gold. You know, I found my grub. I found my living. It's like, you know, today we pay the meal ticket or gotcha. something like that. Gotcha. You got a way to feed yourself. Wow, that's cool. That's very interesting. Yeah. Now, here's where I get to shine now. <clears throat> you had that um, newspaper article, a Chinatown merchant who had written a, uh, I guess, a rebuttal to something the the governor had said, the Governor Bigler. Right. Right. Uh, now, I only mention that because when I heard Bigler, I went, wait a minute. Did you know, and this is, I'm just trying to impress you because you're a big time movie guy. That Lake Tahoe was first called Lake Bigler. How dare you, sir? How (laughs) dare you step on my... I thought thought this was finally going to be the SK Morton. We've been been waiting for you to shine for years now. Man, I've made a huge mistake. Nice try. Come Uh, on, you got to go deeper than that, man. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Did you know yerba buena means good herb? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, okay. okay. All right. We're going to cut this part out, and then we'll go over to this next question. Um, <laughs> not the part of you getting stumped. <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs> that wasn't a snub. That was just edification. There was a um, who? Oh, it was Leland Stanford when he wrote when they were trying to get the last length of the right. uh, railroad finished, and he wrote that you know as long as there's prompt, regular pay, and good right. good working yep. conditions, did they actually right. was that actually provided? Did the Chinese workers actually get that during the railroad? Well, you know, that's a big point of contention, and um, there will be people that disagree with me, but from my investigation, yes. First of all, the prompt pay part, in my mind, is I've never seen an allegation that they were not paid every month, and by California law, at the time, you had to be paid in gold. So they were paid $30 a month, which was the same rate as a white laborer would have paid every month. In gold, by comparison, in 1863-64, the time period we're talking about, a private in the Union Army was paid $13 in what they called greenback, which a lot of the time were relatively worthless. So, yes, they were paid. They were paid on time. Were they exploited? Now, this is a, a big question. But basically, they were not working 
for the railroad per se. They were subcontractors, uh, and they worked for people, uh, Chinese, other Chinese, uh, who were frequently probably from their own villages or certainly knew them. So they were the actual workforce was working for Chinese subcontractors uh, who worked for uh, the railroad. And uh, as you can see, as you see in the film, at the uh, at one part where the railroads are, are hooked up at Promontory in 1869, there is a big banquet, and Charles Crocker, the construction boss, and James Strobridge, uh, the guy who was really the hands-on leader of the construction, invited the Chinese uh, to a banquet, and in the film it says, you know, that they basically were applauded and lauded, and that's written in the newspapers uh, at the time and recorded. So I think that the big myth was that the Chinese had been recruited by the big four, the railroad barons, directly from China, that they didn't speak English, that they were uh, obsequious and meek. That was not how they were. They were independent. They were feisty. They, they stood up for themselves. They didn't brook any discrimination, really, certainly not any abusive treatment. And I think they won the respect of both the Americans and the other Chinese in the air for the hard work and dedication. And that was the purpose of doing the film, was really to bring to light, you know, how did these incredible people from China came and really helped build what has become modern California. Interesting. Oh, wow. Well, the na- well, there you go. Uh, the name of the film is The Chinese Builders of Gold Mountain. Uh, it was interesting. Actually, how much time do you have? Time for a couple more questions, or are you, are you finishing up here? i got a lot of time. You know, I'm just trying to get over this uh, searing Raider defeat from today. And, uh, All right, we'll keep your uh, mind <laughs> off of it. Yeah, we're actually driving back from Oakland, so go ahead. Oh, really? Okay. Do it. Hey, yeah. just because we're like a morning zoo crew, take your top off. No, no, you don't do that. We're going to ask you more questions. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, there's our sound effects. Um, You're welcome. Now, the last thing you mentioned about how they were treated, I remember there was, you, have you heard of William T. Coleman? Have you ever heard that name before? Uh, not, not that I recognize off the top of my head. No. Yeah, he was the leader of the first committee of vigilance in San Francisco. But the reason why I brought that up is because he did a diary, and he came during the gold rush, and he wrote about what it was like in the mountains in the beginning of the gold rush. And he was saying that people from all different countries, all different races and nationalities and creeds, they all got along fine. People would leave in their tent. They'd leave their gold because everyone was, we're all going to get rich. But as time right. went on and they're sort of, you know, not everyone was getting rich anymore, then they start turning into, you know, they get tribalistic and they start looking for someone to blame. And that uh, some of the uh, anti-Chinese legislation and the uh, Chinese Exclusion Act came out of that. Do you remember what year the Chinese Exclusion Act came out? Yeah, it was 1882. Oh, so it was long after the railroad was done. It was long after. It was long after the railroad was built, and it was long after the Chinese were there for gold rush. And I think that when you read some books about the period, they conflate all of that. And it seems like the Chinese Exclusion Act was right away, but there's actually a 40-year period or so. And that was like everything else. It was largely political, and it came up. Because there was always this tension, if you read the pre-1900 American history, between the need for labor in America and those that felt that labor wasn't being paid enough. And you had succeeding waves of immigration, you know, not just uh, Chinese, but Irish, Italian, German, all of these waves of immigration come in. There was always people in America that supported that. There was always those who were opposed to it. Yeah. So... 
with that picture you you mentioned in the movie, and it's a, a famous picture of was that like a sluice box or a, a trough thing yeah, going on in the right. middle of them? So, what is your take on that? Was that an example of a division, or was that an example of everyone working together? Yeah, my take on it is an example of the races working together relatively harmoniously uh, in a situation. And again, you have to remember that this is open territory; people can come in. Now, what other country in the world could you imagine? Thousands, tens of thousands of, of people from other lands going and extracting rare metals out of the ground and taking them back home. Trinidad, Where Tobago. else in the world at any time can you imagine that? And, you know, again, if you read the source materials in the newspapers, the California Star in, in uh, San Francisco, uh, the Placer Herald uh, in, and the Transcript in Sacramento, the Marysville newspaper, Remember the part I put in there about the uh, the Turing Conference, the plays that were put on by the Chinese that came to California. And that was their advertising. Right. So it was Fang Mang Food Company, and they said, you know, a special portion is for the American part of the audience. So they are obviously trying to uh, attract American business to their play. Every year in Sacramento, the Chinese merchants held a dinner, and I didn't put this in the film, I wish I had. And... Uh, a reporter for the Sacramento Union covered it and wrote, you know, it was very elegant, very cordial, and 10-course dinner with the finest champagnes all served by the Chinese. So uh, there was a lot of getting along. And when you look at history, it almost gets worse than that, because what does the historian do? And I include myself. We go through all the papers, and we don't write down that, you know, on May 5th, everybody got along wonderfully, <laughs> and everybody made money and went home, you know, fat and happy. What we do is we pick out the points of conflict, and we look into those points of conflict and try, you know, hopefully to explain in an honest way why they occurred. But when you read it, you become really aware that uh, incident after incident, um, people generally get along pretty well. Cool. Yeah. You a big Gene Roddenberry fan? No, I'm not. No, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, calm down, Sulu. All right. Now, um... <laughs> So here's the thing. We got uh, Chinese Builders of Gold Mountain. That's your newest, but like you had said before, it kind of came out of uh, the hidden wonder of the world, the Transcontinental Railroad. I was able to find those online. Would you want me to uh, post those when we post this podcast as as a link? Would that be okay? Feel free. You know, when you make a film, you want people to see it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just so you know, those are shorter versions. But no, I have no problem. Yeah, put them on there. You can find them online for free. Okay. And, uh, you know, if you want to starve a a filmmaker to death, go go right ahead. Oh, awesome. (laughs) This podcast officially has two and a half listeners now, so... Wait, when we get that? It's really exciting. There's a cat that kind of is in the room. Just on the the right two and a half. Yeah. Okay, so you are uh, up in Sacramento. You used to be at KCRA. Yes, I did. What did you do there? Um, I was a producer of special projects. Covered a bunch of uh, political campaigns, Super Bowls, the Pope's trip to California, things of that nature. Well, that's quite a quite a mix there. You put yeah. those together, that might yep. be an interesting documentary. The Super Bowl and the Pope. Yeah, yeah. it could be. Super Pope. The Super Pope. <laughs> the Super Pope. Is he partisan? <laughs> what we Pope. found will go. shock you. Okay. Um <laughs> I wanted to ask, do you have any other projects coming up soon? Or even not yeah, soon? Actually, do you have yeah, actually, we're on? in the middle of filming our next one, which is uh, going to be about the history of agriculture in California. Uh, it's mm. going to be... Uh, you uh, are literally how... going to talk about grass growing. <laughs> That's right, grass growing. <laughs> fi- right. You're going to film grass growing. Or growing grass. Yeah, <laughs> an hour of grass. You should get Snoop Dogg to do a voiceover. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's a 
second time I've heard Snoop Dogg's name in the last half hour. Really? I'm not making that up. See? Well, this yeah. is why. This yeah. Is, oh, just yeah. jump on the energy wave, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry. I interrupted you there. Do you have, do you have a, a working title for it? Uh, Empire of Agriculture. It's going to be called. And uh, when the uh, 49ers came here, you know, one of the interesting things I found out was that uh, in, in researching the other films was that everybody, you know, ran up to the mine. So there weren't people weren't were really willing to. Uh, become farmers or ranchers and at the time they wanted to go get the quick money but people in texas actually had cattle drives from texas if you can imagine that all the way to san francisco driving herds of cattle out here to uh, meet the demands for food so oh, yeah. uh, we're going to start with uh, how the uh, the anglo founders of california really understood that if they were going to be a great society they need to have agriculture yeah john sutter who uh, was one of the founders Actually, he envisioned his area, which is today Sacramento, because of the soil types, the growing season, being a uh, a very productive farm region. And it's really incredible how quickly it happened. By 1900 or so, the quality of the California product was so much better than that anywhere else in the world. Hmm. So it's an incredible success story. And again, nowhere else in the world can match what California has today. And it was a very quick ascension. Awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's going to fly. No. <laughs> that sounds like, that does that does sound interesting. That'll be I, interesting. I do like I do like learning about that stuff. So, so you'll let us know yeah. when that, when that one's up and running, and we'll uh, we'll uh, let everyone else know. That's right all... after I let Big Dog know, I'll let you guys know. Okay, that sounds good. Okay, well, we want to thank uh, Bill George, the producer and writer for Chinese Builders of Gold Mountain. And also to let people know to uh, take a look at The Hidden Wonder of the World, The Transcontinental Railroad. Those are both uh, very interesting documentaries. And, Bill, we thank you very much for calling in and, and uh, being a part of this. Do you, can we keep in touch with you and maybe get you in the studio uh, sometime? Because we have all this food. Yeah. We had a big banquet. And we had some uh, was some Chinese actors were going to be here for you and everything. And then I we found out you're calling really? in. And, yeah, they're all just standing here looking at us like, what's going on? You know? Yeah, we have purple Arizonas and oh, string yeah, cheese. Yeah. There's at least half well, a string cheese. There's even a Pellegrino. When we launch, when we launch the Empire Valley Culture, I'll make sure you guys uh, that I get over there and do that. Okay. We'll do it uh, when it's not football season next time. Right. All That's right. right. Okay, Bill. Well, thank you very much, and we'll talk with you yeah. soon. Go Raiders. Thanks a million, guys. Yeah. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. You okay? Yeah, I think we should take a break. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, brides, see you spending time. That was wrong. You, you, you spending time, spending, spending energy, spending money. What are you spending on? You spending on a photographer? Spending on a caterer? Spending flowers? Spending on a venue? Spending on a planner? Spending on Pete Feliciana to sing at it? This thing sucks. That's what I'm saying. I only brought it because. Give me the guitar. What about you? What about you? It's your day. You know what I'm saying? And it's not just about how you look, but how you feel. It's about your state of mind. You know, you need. You know what you need? I know what you're thinking to yourself right now, Thong. You th- throng, you're thinking, what do I need? What do I need? You're searching down in your soul. And you're thinking all of a sudden there's this, there's this rumbling, there's this tumbling, there's this bubbling up, and this bubbling, 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 coming all the way up, and it says, <gasps> I need bridal fitness, coach. 
Madden Fitness Coach. On a trainer, Tammy Fox. On a trainer, Tammy Fox. The goal, she says, is to train strong, happy, healthy women. We want to know. We we what does it say? Uh-huh. <laughs> we we know you want to look good, feel amazing on one of those most important days of your life. But why not go beyond that? See, 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 see. This is about making a commitment to your health, your well-being for the rest of your life. Whether it's your wedding day next year, if it's next month, heck, if it's in next month or next year, Bridal Fitness Coach is there to make you all looking and feeling squidge. Get on the. <laughs> Fabulous. Squidge is a little sick. I'm sorry. Try it again. What is it? Is it? Fabulous. One more time, Squidge. How should they feel? Fabulous. With Bridal Fitness Coach training by your side, you can stop worrying about fitting into those special dresses. You can be provided with a tailor-made fitness program that fits your goals, time frame, and budget. To make it more convenient, you can be trained at a gym with private access or in your home or office by Skype. See, brides... They do bridal parties. They even do grooms, too. Now, to schedule a free consultation, you need to go to www.bridalfitnesscoach.com. Spell. (laughs) That's a very inside joke. Or call 415-317-6827. Bridal Fitness Coach. Make a commitment. You're welcome, Throng. You're welcome. All right. The whole thing's a mess. <laughs> I'm just trying to get back into what we wanted to talk about here. We did get a little bit interrupted with uh, with Piedro. Uh-huh. Um, we were talking about your experience at Huntington Park and being a part of a... Uh, um, proposal. Proposal. Um, and you made an interesting point. You said that uh, you were nervous. Oh, yeah. And the reason why I bring this up is why were you nervous again? Well, I didn't want to ruin exactly. the proposal. It's, <laughs> it's very important to you sure. that the whole thing went well. And you, you sensed it and you felt it. And that's mm-hmm. why you practiced and you made sure it was just perfect. Well, and the consummate professional, can right. you tell from this podcast. Well, this is why, the reason why I bring it up uh-huh. is because um, this doesn't have to be a one-off. Right? That's true. You could be used for all sorts of things if people get creative. Or don't even be creative like and say parachuting. Yeah. Well, you got to <laughs> make a cooking sure, class. Make sure, you have to bring the amp with you as you're falling. Yes. Well, well, did they say anything about maybe uh, using you at the wedding? Well, I mean, I, no, I mean, I'm, 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 of course, I'm open to it. That's all I do now is events and weddings and mm-hmm. this podcast where I make all the money. Mm-hmm. Right, but that's all I do now is you just get play chips proposals. and popcorn. Old old popcorn no, that's with squidges. I thought that last fingers. week. That's not yeah, that would exactly be a week old, old. popcorn. That's not, I taped up the bag. <laughs> that is fresh popcorn. It's going to the end of the show. Oh. Um, <laughs> no, okay. So that's all I do now is, is weddings and events. So of course I'm I'm open to do it, but I'm not going to say hey. <laughs> oh, so they didn't mention. Side anything. note. Yeah, <laughs> I'll they do didn't your wedding. Anything. I'm sleazy enough. I don't need to yeah. be sleazy. I mean, it's their special, you know. But yeah. they really, really appreciated it, which is very nice of them. And yeah. you know, I'm glad okay. I got to be a part of it. I'm very cool. But if someone were to hap- actually happen upon skmorton.com while searching for something else mm-hmm. and then accidentally press the play button and hear about you mm-hmm. and hear some of your stuff 
mm-hmm. um, you would not be averse. Correct. Of course. So what we're saying is throng. Pete Feliciano, mm-hmm. the greatest entertainer of our time. Of course. Um, Songbird of our generation. Is exactly. <laughs> really, he's the Anne Murray of Northern California. I feel like I'm the Anne Murray of the world. <laughs> you know what? An argument I'm, could be made. I'm more Anne Murray than Anne Murray. More human than human. Is she still alive? I was just going to ask that question. <laughs> she must be. Why? Why well, because, must she be alive? Because my mother never went into mourning. <laughs> went into mourning, so, you know. Okay. All I'm trying to say is, Throng, get a hold of Pete because he's very talented. Thank and you, sir. I, I would feel much better. I'd feel less guilty about exploiting you if right. you were to actually get something out of this. Of course. So, yeah. Maybe, maybe. I'm going to take your airborne away. I got <laughs> to say, he might be right. Right. <laughs> So we did have a little bit of a San Francisco update as well as the podcast update. Right. And not just the podcast, as you know, we're, we are, what is it called? Uh, that's a word that business people use. Not synchronicity, but. Uh, Revenue? No, no. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> synergy. Synergy. I was going to say lunchroom. Yes. We're synergizing. The tour and the podcast. <laughs> Nothing is more unnatural than that word coming out of your mouth. <laughs> Nothing. Thinergize. Is that a good time? Is that is that a good time to use the word juxtaposition? Yes, no. No. No, it isn't. This is an NPR. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my NPR guy. Okay. Whatever the topic is, it's sort of... Uh, literally, sort of, and you, what you do is you sort of look at the juxtaposition right. between one thing that you're talking about mm-hmm. and then something that makes you feel self-righteous. Mm-hmm. Sort of self-righteous, and then sometimes <laughs> it'll be kind of, I don't know, sort of, um, you might be talking something metaphorically, kind oh, of sure. the juxtaposition of the metaphor mm. along with uh, George Bush sucks. And mm-hmm. then... Um, uh, you know what? I would... Yes, I would, yes. I would, I would I would only interrupt you to make sure there's a heavy, a heavy white guilt just <laughs> oh, hanging over the, just a pall. That's absolutely, you know what? I didn't. I'm sure glad you did that. Thank you so much for that because I didn't realize it was my privilege. We are the worst, also, yes. all the time. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. I didn't even. I didn't even get to my actual when they say sort of about something that can be no more incongruent. Weren't we just talking about synchronicity? What yeah. is going? <laughs> Synergizes. Yes, so, what? so what we discovered, 2014, juxtaposition was the word. We were talking about this every day on NPR. That every story they were using the word juxtaposition. Yeah. And now in 2015, they stopped using it. They can't find a new word every year. In '84, it was mm. mesquite. Yeah. You know what I heard today? Guesstimate. I was driving, you know I was on I 580 and I almost drove off the road right. laughing. It was so funny. I thought about you. Man. Guesstimation. Yeah. Anyway. It was on Latino, Latino USA. Hey, don't be so racist. Whatever. Yeah, seriously. Can I tell the story? I'm half Puerto Which one? Person. What about Chinatown? No. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. I'm from Chinatown. <laughs> no. This is a lot more, in, 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 this no. is a lot more entertaining than no, synchronized. You can't, you can't. All right, he's just fooling around. The thing is, you can't say most of the things that you and I talk about in the mornings when we're getting ready. Okay. Although I do have a joke I'm waiting for one of these days. <laughs> okay. What was I kidding? Because at? it would be boring. It would just, oh, SKY, haven't you put the cat back on the on the um, cereal bowl? On the cereal bowl? <laughs> Actually, you know, you know what's a good point? She does Okay. Look, Squidge. Yeah, Squidge. Stop it. You're making me mad. Stop it. <laughs> Actually, I think you have to go out the back end with it, don't you? <laughs> yeah, no, see that hand motion again. <laughs> Hello. See? Ooh. There you go. That's ah. better. 
<laughs> now you don't know what to say. You're like a little kid in a pool. Look at me. And then you just jump. No, it's not better. It was. It can only get worse. Be entertaining. God. Any second. He's going to bring in a cowbell next week. You know what? I brought that uh, two note. I I'll keep the harmonica about, here. I think he's I got too much dayquil in his system. How the podcast has actually improved our marriage. Ooh. Man, why don't we save that for the end? Let's talk about the, the, the right. updates, okay? Ooh, okay? All right. Interesting we'll do, radio. We'll, yeah, we'll do it in the form <laughs> of an email. Dear Babette, how has the podcast improved your marriage? Um, no, but what I wanted to say was with this synergy, I'm just going to cut out about five minutes right now and get back to. That was great, actually. That was really, that was entertaining. We were making fools of ourselves. Was, exactly. Funny it's not like 12 year olds who got a tape recorder. And you, well, <laughs> which is what we are. That, I know. I, right, I, I don't want to be about it. I want to talk about the treasure hunt. Oh, right. It's a new month. I was what supposed to move hunt? it. The treasure hunt. Are we Did still doing it? that? Yeah, we're still doing it. Really? When? But here's the, we've been doing it for okay, a month. Okay, so Babette doesn't even listen. She doesn't anymore. listen anymore either. I'll say, hey, it's done. If you listen to the new one, she's like still back on you know episode twelve. She just <laughs> right. completely lost interest. So then you don't know who William Ralston is. Oh, he's been saving on that. Of course I'm I in, do. I'm glad you said. Not really. So here's the point. Hmm. It's been a mess. Um, it's it's winter. It's December now. Um, we, we, the problem is I haven't gotten these things out. In a timely manner. Mm-hmm. That's why I didn't so, know it still existed. So instead of moving anything, we're going to keep it in the same spot. And for the rest of the podcast that we do for this month, mm-hmm. I'm just going to re-give the clues. And then we'll pick it back up again with a new sponsor in next month. Uh, See how lucky year. you are, Throng. See how yeah. lucky. You in have fact, I may even month. throw in a little bit of extra stuff here. So oh, I'm going to do it quickly. Okay. Um, but just to remember, our original Treasure Hunt clues from the podcast. Do you remember what they were? One was uh, William Ralston. Right. Don't look for the limelight. Oh. And it is not on Angel Island. Hold on. Oh, oh, look at that. What was that, Squid? So, so special. Don't look for the limelight. Oh. It, it is no longer on Angel Island. Oh, that. Yeah. And then, do you, oh, you weren't there for the fourth one. The fourth one was get a view from above. So, you know, I think I've been playing better than him tonight. You're the, welcome. um,. But here's what I'm going to do. Since we aren't moving it, and we're not that means we're not bumping up the price, and we don't have the thing, I'm going to give more clues. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to give a clue each week from that came from the tour. So then they'll get an idea. If we take the tours, you get the better clues. So here's the first clue from the first week of November that the tours got in addition to these four from the, from the podcast. It's not on his property. It's not on his property. Are you turned up? It's not on this property. That's right. So we've got William Ralston. Don't look for the limelight. It's no longer on Angel Island. Get a view from the above, and it is not on his not property. On property. And of course, if you do find the the <laughs> if you do find the card, you'll have your code to call in, and the code the code number to call in, and the code word is Jocasta. Jocasta. How do you there spell that? J o c a s t a. There's no H at the end. Ask me what it means to me. What does that mean to you? Jocasta? I'll tell you, I realized where I got that from. That was the name. There's a thing called Jocasta's Conundrum. It's kind of like uh, the uh, the Monty Hall principle or uh, Schrodinger's cat. Jocasta's Conundrum. Did you make that the clue in mind because of this type of quandary that, that the, the, the throng is in right now? No, I think I was probably just watching an old episode of Cheers. 
Right on. Okay. Well, this is the other part. I wanted to do the updates with San Francisco because there was a connection. There was a tour bus that went out of control, went down, was going down Post Street, and uh, finally came to rest at the new Apple store where the scaffolding, scaffolding is up in the northeast corner of Union Square. Jeez. And for like three hours, the news kept saying, the bus went out of control, the bus hit a biker, the bus did this and that. And never once did they say, we don't know what happened. We wonder if the driver was was unconscious, if he had, you know, there was malfunctions. Under the influence. Yeah, they never, none of those things. They never talked about it. They just kept saying the bus kept doing, the bus did this and that. It drove me nuts. You can ask Babette. I was just like, why are they saying the bus did it? Why, why are they asking questions? They're supposed to be journalists. Well, they didn't uh, until about two weeks later. They finally got some answers. And it was, now this is what I wanted to say. There's several bus companies that line up down at the southwest corner of Union Square, and the, those guys are, what do you call them? Scalpers. Well, no, they're not scalpers. They're working for these different companies, but they are they really do the hard sell. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Right. You know the guys they I'm are, talking they, about? But, yeah. they, but they, they, hard, they hard sell like scalpers. Yeah, I mean, they're selling tickets. They're, they're getting people on, which I think is why <laughs> when you look at the tour buses, no one's smiling on them. Uh-uh. I think they all have buyer's remorse as they're driving around freezing on the top of the top of the buses. Anyway, all these buses come in, the particular company that the one that went out of control, the bus itself went out of control, was uh, the sightseeing bus. city sightseeing of San Francisco tours. Now the, the di- big red ones. Well, that's the thing. There's city sightseeing. There's hop on, hop off. There's oh, another the one I can't one. remember. And then there's the yellow on, one. There's a bunch of different ones, that they, but they all meet at the same place, and they all seem to have the same kind of buses. So you don't know who's who unless you really look at the and the, the same kind of minimum wage people. Saying, exactly. Please buy yeah. tickets. Yes. I saw one the other day. A guy. One guy's showing this woman a map, and another guy from another company comes right up next to him here, and he's showing his map. Come take our thing. And it, it, it's, it, it bothers me because I try to be, you know, low-key sales, which explains my meteoric rise. Yeah. But what I was getting at is um, the guy who was the CEO of City Sightseeing Tours, he said he's deeply saddened by the crash and he's cooperating with authorities. Does he have a choice? Yeah, exactly. Oh. Now, two weeks later, then they start figuring out what had happened. And that was where we find out these were buses that Washington D.C. used to use as regular metro buses. Oh, so they weren't they weren't double decker. No, they weren't double decker. They weren't tour buses. They were regular buses, and they were catching fire. <clears throat> Their brakes were going out. <laughs> wow. The transmission. I mean, there was just all sorts of things were happening with this. Instead of just throwing them away, they sold them to San Francisco tour companies that were operating in San Francisco. Now here's my wow. question though. So yes. that's then to blame. Why would the government then? I mean, I could see like a company just trying to shuffle it off. And, exactly. You know, that's the why point. Why would the government do it? That's what we're saying. Take the Catholic Church with the priest. Just shuffle them to the next parish. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is, were you the one who had said that earlier? Yes. Oh, okay. It, it didn't land as well this time. It didn't land last time either. <laughs> you didn't laugh then either. Well, try, I try, try it again. again. <laughs> <laughs> I give up. Are you all right there, Pete? I'm is never, it not tightened you know down? Me, I'm never satisfied with the, yeah, okay. with the breath. I'm very breath. unhappy right now. Why are you unhappy? Because. Because why? I don't feel like I'm doing well. You're, You're doing, doing very fine. well. You're not utilizing me. <laughs> okay. You know, uh, she's uh, I don't feel star. used enough. Sweetie, if you look at the give very end. Squidge, give her a bell. <laughs> at the I very mean, end. I want my own song. At the very end, it says <laughs> bat topic, Babette. <laughs> wow, you got a whole topic. I should. So relax. Yeah. No. Can I, I just, dressed up. You're very look. Uh, can, we, can we 
we get Bill George back on the phone? Actually, you know, we you know what? We should we should put a picture of my shoes up so all the ladies can see the special shoes I wore tonight. Okay. We'll put a picture. I got an, I know exactly what the picture will be. Oh, gosh. It goes up tonight. <laughs> and I'm sure it'll have my shining face. <laughs> okay. All right. Let me try this one more time. Please. The so t- the government, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, they, they, they just sold them and didn't care what happened. Now, they charge this, the state charges $15 for random inspections of tour buses in California. And there's there's a there's a state senator now saying that won't cover the cost of a CHP guy to spend time to actually do an inspection of these buses. Oh, they charge but, more for regular cars? Yeah, they charge more for I can't remember what it was on the that the piece I was reading or watching. Piece I was reading. <laughs> I was reading it. The piece I was watching he doesn't read. said uh um I can't remember what they compared it to, but it's like the cheapest fee you can have from the DMV in California <laughs> is to be running a tour bus. Um and so they're just not doing it. Mm-hmm. And they're and when they do go out to do it, it's not random. They call them ahead of time to let them know, and they fix things up. And now, yeah, I'm not a big guy with I'm not a big regulator. There should be a law kind of guy, mm-hmm. but these people are people <laughs> are just getting on the buses, assuming everything's fine. Well, I mean, it, again, it speaks to the Pier 39 thing we, that I was griping about weeks and weeks ago. I don't uh, know if that has already actually. It's yet. coming up uh, this uh, week. Okay, <laughs> it goes back to that because there's a cheapness and there's a, just a, a culture of cheapness. There's a culture of Every employee, like I said, is minimum wage. They're yeah. just turning them out constantly because they get there, realize it's hell, quit. You know what I mean? And then other people are right there to say, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll take the job. And no one cares and everyone's crazy and everyone's just like shuffling people into buses. And mm-hmm. it's just it's, yeah. it's insanity. It doesn't, yeah. you know. Why do you think S.K. Morton of S.K. Morton's lousy San Francisco walking tour uh, So you're saying hitting this you're, one hard. You're money-hungry. That's all you are. No, what I'm saying is Joe I Costa. care about I care about the safety of the people. That's it feels right. like a Joe Costa conundrum. It is a Joe Costa conundrum. <laughs> no, I I mean I did I make fun of the tour bus guys, you know, because no one ever looks happy on them, and, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I point them out when we go. But in fact, when the Ducks was going, those were the only guys I liked. I with because the Ducks guys were at least trying to make it a party. Sometimes it was a little contrived, but Wait, they were are they, they gone. Were, yeah, they're gone. Ducks is gone. Yeah. We have wow. a friend that used to work for them, though. That's a whole nother story. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, and they were the I'm, only I'm, guy. Honestly, I'm a little happy because they were annoying yeah, when yeah. they would go by. Yeah, they'd go by. Well, they, didn't quack, 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 their, quack. they didn't give their employees like any notice. No, from what from what we knew from our friend that worked for them, she sold tickets for them. And uh, Well, and I was also a friend with one of the drivers and yeah. tour guides. And hmm. they kind of, they wouldn't give her a, a schedule that she could work with. They were always making her work on days that weren't working for her. And then they just come in and just lay them off. Well, the thing is, this the uh, there's laws being enforced. You can't drive and talk, and that's what the ducks drivers did. Oh. So, and in fact, the one guy uh, I know, he you know, had a, I guess they all do, but he had like a radio with with songs and sound effects, and he had a bunch of gags, and he's driving and he's talking. We'd always wave to each other as he drove by and stuff. Um, so yeah, the, the company they were wasn't losing a, money too. Yeah, they were losing money. They couldn't keep yeah. going like that, yeah. so they had to close down. But they also had a little bit of. They've had some trouble with their with their boats, boat slash buses. The point is, um, walking is safer. It is. It's it's safer, and really, it seems to be more fun. The because do you is. provide? Do it you provide? Do you provide talcum powder for like chafing and things like that? Or <laughs> well, I don't provide it, but I've always got it on me. A bunion <laughs> service. Yeah. You have a bunion service. Extra shoals. Are you gelling? We- <laughs> <laughs> like a felon. Oh. <laughs> well, I've you know I have I've taken the 
red bus tours. Yeah. And I've taken your tour. Yeah. And walking is better. Yeah, I because we can get into places. Yeah. We can meet, you know, meet. The, mm-hmm. There's a lot of spots where I take people in, and then I'm not even doing the talking because the people at the the sites are doing the talking, and you know, excited to talk about whatever it is they have. Plus, the other thing is too, and this is the real bottom line: is as as throng, you have to understand, like as as strange as the man who's sitting in front of me is, and I had you know lack of charisma, talent. Many things people like have that, three right? nipples. Uh, <laughs> I'm not the only What's, one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, okay, all right, we get it. Um, as 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 crazy as man is, he, you can tell that it's not coming from a place of exploitation. The red buses, the big, you know, whatever. It's just about pack them in, fill them with stuff that that they can find, you know, on on Google in two seconds or stuff they already know, and then just leave and you know just get, right. You know, I'm the exact opposite. Around. I say stuff I have no idea about. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And you're and you very passionate. Ad nauseum. You're p- passionate and Thanks. knowledgeable. Right, girl. About- I am. You oh, are, honey. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Do you guys need us to leave? <laughs> Could you? No, I just... <laughs> I wore my pretty shoes. <laughs> All right, one last thing, and maybe I'll put a link up to it on the, the website. Did you guys see the pictures of the people who drove down into the on Powell Street cable car turnaround? Oh, aren't they bright? Yeah. Oy. This goes back to, and I think I, we're going to have later in the season, uh, the second part of the season this year, we're going to have a episode de- dedicated strictly toward transportation in San Francisco. Oh, joy. Oh, and good grief. I'm not coming. Why not? Because you're going to rant. No, we're going to have a, yes, we're going to have a cable car. We have a cable car driver. And- okay, so remember how every five seconds, you, my shoe. So sometimes <laughs> other people want to talk every five seconds about other things. Let's talk about my oh, shoe. Oh, don't I got, kick I got, me. Someone's got my back. I like that. You want to high five yeah, it? Actually, I was just hoping you could rub it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, but you don't go home lower, with him. Lower. <laughs> Pete, lower. Too low. Wow. Lower. <laughs> no, I'll get this. Anyway. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about we're gonna yeah. talk about transportation. But I was gonna say on this this thing that happened last week, there was someone took a picture. What happened was it was an out of towner. They were upset that the cable car was taking so long because, you know, they park right up on Powell. Mm-hmm. They're up the street a little bit where the Burger King is and everything. And so they just went around it. <laughs> they went around <laughs> and they pulled right onto the turnaround, you know, the big table. And then they're uh, and they're backing out and trying. But it, it shows the little on the website. The, the I think it's SF. Um, There's two people. Yeah, there was another car that followed behind. <laughs> um, SF Fist or SF yeah, something? SFist. Yeah, they have pictures and it's like, it's like, you know, you flip through to see it actually animated. It's picture, nice. picture, picture, picture of them going around, you know, and then, uh-oh, and then backing out and everything. <laughs> yeah, so, you're not allowed to have any cars on that, on Powell anymore right, for right. those two, three blocks. Yeah, yeah. Stop so. driving in our city. Yeah, just, and that's one of the things I'm going to say is <laughs> I have a solution. Hmm. This is the rant. It's not, I'm not going to rant. I'm going to rant later about it. I'm just going give to you, give you a taste now. The solution is... <laughs> That that's that dayquil coming into play. Woo! Uh, <laughs> I'll let it be. Sharp as a knife. Okay, let's let's see. Babette? Yes, dear. Why are you here, sweetie? Because you asked me to come. <laughs> you have your moment to shine. I He's thought you had something you, you wanted to talk about. I, my bulb has gone dim. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be Definitely in the last collusion. <laughs> Definitely at the end of the show. My bulb has gone dim. <laughs> That was but the my, whitest you've ever sounded. But, <laughs> but my shoes are bright. Oh, now, wasn't these there something are, she was going to talk about? Um, I think I'm wearing Via Speaker. Ooh. Wait, let me see. That is, of course, 
Indonesian for the good land. <laughs> oh, I thought it was Korean for TJ Maxx. These are Italian. <laughs> I think these are Italian shoes. Probably made in Vietnam. I can't hear you because you're not. I think they're no. Italian shoes, okay. but they might be made in Vietnam. No, but didn't you like just like three minutes ago have these something you wanted Espiga to talk about? <gasps> made in Italy. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, wait. wait, wait a little Italian show. Yeah, but you said say. When's my turn? And now it's your turn. I was and you're talking like, about my shoes. Yeah, but no, you had something. Oh, were... I was going to say that. That in some ways, sort of, uh-huh. the podcast has saved our marriage. It's starting to save oh, our marriage. Oh, that's right. The podcast. We've had I'm some curious. improvements. Now, uh-huh. this is so delicious. So you remember last season, Throng, we were having a prop, an epi- we had an epidemic of wet towels on the bed. <laughs> an epidemic. And that is like a pandemic. He's. It, I think that when I come on the podcast and I talk about some issues I'm having at home, mm-hmm. I think that the throng. I don't know if they email you or contact you, but you improve. So I guess what you're saying is after tonight, I have to stop being so sexy. <laughs> so, so here's the new thing I want you to work on for this season: oh, improvement for you today. <laughs> okay? Can you please put your toothpaste back? You leave your toothpaste on the counter. Sweetie. And then you leave toothpaste toothpaste spit all over the mirror. There's like white toothpaste all over the, like little spittle. No, no. All over the mirror. This is the great and powerful Pete. This is the great and powerful Pete throng. (laughs) Attention throng. Everyone, stop putting uh, the cat back on the toothpaste. Okay, revolt. Okay, these people will not keep us down. We shall overcome. So that so that is the project for the next few months is for you to work on getting to getting the toothpaste back into your little man bag that you put your your toiletries your toiletry bag. This is the thing I think if I bring up a new issue, I'm raising my hand right every now. few months. That then I will get all the things corrections and improvements that I need, and this will be this is awesome. Do I get to yes, Pete? I'm not nowhere near butting in. So Better you have not. a toiletry bag. Where are yours? St- are they strewn about no. the no, entire not, sink? No, they're not. Well, we no, we don't have that. We don't have that luxury. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, no, trailer isn't big enough. Hold on a second. I was going to defend you, okay, but there okay. is a caveat. She is very clean. Very. She has everything in its place. Oh. Okay. That being said. All right. She needs to learn about weight distribution. <laughs> okay. She has so many objects that have heavy lids. And they don't have wide bases. They're these long, cylindrical, heavy tops. And instead of her putting mascara it on their side, lady. mascara, putting it on the side, or anything like that, she stands them all up. They're all stood up inside the medicine cabinet. Mm. So if I open the door too fast, the breeze knocks things over, it all falls down. She had something. She broke our sink with the stuff that was ha- sitting. In the- Everything's a leaning tower of Pisa in that place. It's a good thing you're you're gonna fix that. And I do see fix it. Joy, I put them on their see side. The joy, throng, see the joy <laughs> when he complains about something, just the cackling. I of I just wanted a new joy. sink, so I just drop stuff till it broke. And I'm getting a whole new sink. Maybe it's Woo-hoo. Maybelline. <laughs> Maybe it's Maybelline. I am just the Mister Podcast Radio Hack today. What is my problem? Well, of course, you're just a hack. Some comedian was talking about how the hacks are never doubtful about. How talented they are! Right, the people right. who are actually funny and talented doubt their creativity. Yeah. And doubt you're their really creative then, because you always doubt yourself. I Aww. think you're. I don't think I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, all I'm saying is, I was gonna say I'm sorry for being a hack, but then I realized I was doubting myself, so I'm better than everyone. Hooray! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. So so just to review, uh huh. Um, <laughs> you're going to work on putting the toothpaste back, <laughs> and then I. See, you never told me I should turn things on your Sweetie, side. Sweetie, I tell I you will. every time. Well, I didn't think about I didn't know. I will. All right. But some things might roll, though. Well, then we'll go for it. Yeah, I'm going to switch. Well, you know what, SK? Yes, it's ma'am. It's getting late. I think we should go home. I think you're right. I think you should say goodnight. I'm going to do that. Like right now. <laughs> tell Squidge. Any moment. All right. <laughs> I left... My heart in San Francisco. All right, well, we want to thank the throng for listening. Hopefully, they are. I wouldn't blame them for not, but thank you for listening, guys. And uh, Squidge, thanks for coming in. Clearly, you're sick, so thank you for making it on in here. Uh, Babette. Yes, dear. Oh, thank you later, girl. All right. All right. Hey, Pete. Yes, sir. You got anything coming up? Yes, actually. At, uh, January, I mean, I'm playing every week, but January 3rd. Yeah, January, January 3rd. January 3rd, I'm going to be playing at the Gilman, which is a very famous punk venue out in Berkeley. I okay. was just on Gilman Street today getting new shoes at Roadrunner Sports. All right, you're with your shoes. Um, and I'm going to be there January 3rd at night. Um, there's going to be me and my hip-hop friend, One Word, doing some album stuff, and then also me just with my acoustic guitar. It's awesome. Fun. Okay, so Gilman, January 3rd. Yes, sir. All right. Now, for everybody else, we really sincerely would like you to tell yourself that this is good. January 2nd. January 2nd. <laughs> It'll be January 2nd. It's okay, no one's listening. I'm sorry. Uh, please tell someone about this. Just walk up on the street and say, listen to SK Morton's Lousy San Francisco podcast. We want to get it big. So uh, everybody, please tell someone about this podcast, and you should all be ashamed of yourselves. San Francisco, your golden sun will shine. Thank you. If you don't mind, I'd like to do it again. What we have here is failure to communicate. My bulb has gone dim. Use the Amazon button. All right, we're going to cut this part out. Almost reached into your nastiness.